This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Divots and Pivots. It's episode seven. We got the Bay Hill Arnold Palmer Invitational, the home of Arnold, which became the home of Tiger. Missed Tiger at this event, but it's still going to be a good one. We're tackling DFS for you as always this week. We're going to talk tiers. We're going to talk regular salary style. And as always, and for the near future, the long future, whatever you want to consider it, this buzz for you. We got Bud Copeland again. Welcome back. And what do you got going on? I, I, I feel like I just walked into a meeting and it was like, yeah, I mean, however long he's with us, you know, we, we hope it's a long time. No, the bad uh, things of words that I put together there. Oh, no. Ninja, please. <laughs> nah, this is uh this is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Again, being a Florida boy, I, I, I love this. I love that you referred to it as Tiger, the home of Tiger, because he did. He won it eight times. He's won this eight times. He's won the farmers eight times. He owns everything everywhere. Um, but it is. I love it. Once again, we're at Tiger's home. And then we're going to be talking about Tiger again in five or six weeks when we go back to Augusta. Um, I'm, I'm just glad he's back. I'm glad he's healthy. I'm glad he's yeah. trending in the right direction. The sport is better when he is at least around it. You can see the impact he has just as a host out at Genesis, uh, the buzz that it creates. And the, uh, the the positive vibes, and uh, I, I think it speaks volumes to his character that after what he's been through, I love that I'm sitting here defending Tiger with his character. I'm sure Eldrick's oh, really impressed, but no. But after what he's been through, uh, and you know, to come out the other side with the bruises and the bumps and the lessons and all that kind of stuff, 
and he, he even said in some interviews, you know, it was the camaraderie, the boys, you know, being out there that he really didn't get those first 10 or 15 years. He's pretty busy winning majors and setting records. And he kind of admits that, you know, you, you acknowledge that, like I had to do that to do at that time, but he's very blessed. And I think the, the game is, is lucky to have him as a spokesperson too. We saw what happened to Phil when he opened his mouth. We saw how people responded when Tiger opened his mouth. I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, uh, that Tiger said what Phil said, but the sentiments and the kind of hints, wink, wink, were not too far off in the sense that he was being much more diplomatic about it. That of course we're always evolving. And this is where, but what he did was he planted his flag next to Jay and the crew and said, yeah, we got problems. We always have problems. We're always working on things and the game has changed, but we're going to stay over here and change it. And I think that is now why um, Phil's going to take a little bit of a break. And we are going to go back to the home of Tiger and Bay Hill. Uh, and I'm excited. It's going to be a good week. Yeah, it's hard not to talk about Tiger when you talk about Bay Hill. Like you said, he just dominated. And, and speaking of dominating, because you brought up Augusta in a couple of weeks, I will be re-releasing an article I wrote defending Tiger, funny enough, that I called dominating the golf life but come, uh, around Augusta time because it was about his, his last Masters win there. So I'm going to re-release that. Uh, the week of the Masters, so keep a lookout for that. Dominating the golf life. You can, if you do a search on bellyupsports.com right now, you can find it. But uh, if you want to just save yourself some time and and have it be right in the main the main screen there, it'll be up there again. Masters week, but that's weeks away. We still got the Arnold Palmer this week. Beautiful Bay Hill, like we've said. We got the Bermuda glass uh, glass, the Bermuda grass back here in North Florida. Um, and this is this is just a fun one. We got a lot of stars out here this week, and like I said, we're gonna. We're going to talk about a different contest style tiers, which um, is a good place that if you're if you're new to golf DFS, it's a good place to start because it, it really narrows and simple simplifies your research. So um, I have a theory. I have, and I oh, wrote it down. I've been waiting I, um, to see what you wrote down. All your little notes there. <laughs> I know it's 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 official. I started so doing my little work. Uh, well, I, okay, so. We're looking at the we're looking at the the top tier top tier players as always. We've got what five players whose salaries are starting in double digits, and you only have three players in the first tier. So obviously, what they do in the tiers they narrow it down. They take they take chunks of it and they narrow it down. And as you pointed out on the on the handy dandy DraftKings app, shout out DK because uh, <laughs> they're listening to. Um, and, and, and then they kind of have themes around them, whether or not they're the favorites or whether or not they're bombers or they're up and down guys or putters. And so here's my theory. Is it too simple to say, or it's a, it's a theory, it's a question, but is it too simple to say that it, even when, even if you're not new, but it seems to me like this tiers list is almost a cheat sheet for the salaries list. It, it, you know, who are they cutting out? Which to me, it feels yeah. like they're cutting out anybody that you wouldn't allow in a Tiger Woods EA sports lineup. So like, if we don't know your name, you know, sorry, but you know, we're not going to allow you into this contest over here. Cause I'm looking up and down the tiers and I can, <laughs> I can, I could do five minutes on any one of these guys. Um, I Let's, get down to 8,000 and I'm already going, is that a typo? Are you somebody's agent? You know, how did you get here? So this is what you need to know. DK and any other type of sports betting or betting organization in general, they don't do anything by mistake or coincidence. It's all planned. So yes, you are correct that you can you could technically view this as a cheat sheet. And I think it's it's not mistaken that uh it's not a mistake. I'm I'm quickly pulling up the app here because you can only see these 
uh, the category names on the app for some reason. You can't see it on the computer, but if you go to the app, you'll be able to see the different categories for each team. It's not a mistake that they're calling tier six the long shots. It's because they're actual guys who have betting long shots to to win you some money. So they, they should be doing good. But if you also take a look, some of these categories kind of correlate with some of the key stats that you're looking for when you're at Bay Hill. So you get the, the ball strikers. Stroke, uh, stroke scan approach is always on my list. You got uh, bombers. Um, a lot of these approach shots are going to be longer shots. Proximity of 200 plus approach shot distance is one of my key stats this week. So these tiers, you can definitely look at it before you go into your salary. And you can probably find, like you said, a little bit of a cheat sheet built into here to where you can kind of create a core list of players and then uh, do some more research and add in some guys to fill in around them. But uh, no, you hit it on the n- nail on the head. And for someone who is new to the tier system, you're off to a great start, my man. <laughs> I'm Da Vinci code DFS. No, actually, <laughs> um, no, I just, I got locked out of my fantasy, my fantasy national uh, account. So, uh, so the boys and girls from fantasy national, you're going to be hearing from this buds for you again. Um, <laughs> Hopefully we can crack this code sooner or later. But in the meantime, that's why we're talking about tiers, because like you said, it breaks it down for you. It tells you what you need to be looking for. So you tell me, what are you looking for? Before we get into numbers, you allude to them. You kind of sprinkle them throughout. Let's not make anybody wait. What are your what what are your stats this week? What are you looking for as indicators of success for the Bay Hill Invitational Arnold Palmer Classic presented by MasterCard? You had the full title there. You're... <laughs> I, but, I butchered everything but MasterCard. <laughs> but so look, as always, I include DK points because that's what we're looking to gain. So I got to okay. factor that in as always. So that's a given. So I'm going to jump. It's strokes gained approach, which is typically always a given. It's just such an important stat for these guys. If you can, if you can stick it, uh, you're going to be in good shape. So stroke gains approach, I got par fours in, for the distance of 450 to 500. We got This is a long course. We're talking on a course that's over 7,400 yards. Um, so you're going to need to nail those par fours, uh, stroke gain par fives as well. The par fives in this course are very important. Um, and they're, they're scorable. So you get, you get in there and uh, make an Eagle birdie, at least you should be in good shape. And then, like I said, proximity of approach shots of over 200 yards, um, with where a lot of these guys, uh, have to put it off the tee. They're often left with, uh, some long approach shots to, to be able to get it into the green and regulation. So if you can, you know, play it smart off the tee and not try to, to, to absolutely kill it on this course you get this is more of a course you got to go in there and play strategic and, and really think about your shots um you're going to have success here so those are the five key ones i'm looking for there's obviously other stats that we can get to add it into but i try to keep it to five to keep life simple when it comes to weighing out the five is simple <laughs> five is simple but i mean if i want to I could no you're right eight. i could probably find eight out there but it's just going to complicate the model at this point I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Twitter could easily throw three or four objections at you right now and just tell you, nah, you're crazy. It's, you know, it's 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 one proximity 175 plus because the par three. Actually, one thing that you didn't mention that's on my list of things yeah. to be on the radar is uh, par three scoring, just because this is a uh, uh, Keith Stewart from ESPN Radio. Read the line, stick and hack. He's he's been around the game for 25, 30 years. He knows everything in and out. Um, and he was just, I saw him the tweet the other day, name me, name me a set of par threes that are more challenging on tour. And he said, including majors and that caught my attention. So just doing a little, doing a little look into that and it, it, another non-scientific, um, experiment that backs up Keith in his (laughs) par three argument, which I'm subscribing to is I was at the simulator a little while back playing a quote unquote mystery nine. And I noticed that 
30%, three of the par threes on the mystery nine were from Bay Hill and they okay. were all 215 yards plus. Cause these are long par threes. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, it, it, it's going to take that, you know, who can, who can stop a four iron on the hood of a car as Jack said about TPC Sawgrass when it first opened up. So that's the only thing that I would add to your list. Cause I, I, I agree with you, everything else, the par fives, you got nothing over 570 yards, which for these, mm-hmm. for these guys is just a glorified par four. Uh, if the wind is not messing with them too much. One thing that I am going to be very upset about is uh, not seeing if Bryson's going to try to drive that par five again and throw his <laughs> art. It was, it was adorable. It was endearing. Um, I still, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I think there is a lull. I'm going to hold on to the conspiracy. I'm not putting away my tin hat just yet that Bryson, <laughs> that Bryson's in cahoots with the Saudi league because there are some coincidental withdrawals yep. uh, in reality. I'm sure he is hurt. And you know, when you're that big and you swing that hard, these are the kind of things that are going to happen, which is why some people are saying, yeah. be, be careful what you, what you do. Even Rory went down that road a little bit and even said, Bryson's a guy that can take things to the extreme. <laughs> good god man how can you so but again we will we, thank you for tuning into divots and pivots and and uh trivets oh, oh my we're gonna get into these top tier picks here in a moment but how how can you be that exact in everything you do and be that quote quote unquote reckless it, it does seem like it's almost like he's auditioning to be a live crash test dummy i watch his workouts sometimes i watch and i when i say workouts i don't mean lifting weights i mean these like yeah. speed drills that he's doing you know and i it's exactly what you're told like I, not to do growing up pretty much <laughs> right well i mean it, and the science has changed and they understand it now and some of it actually makes sense you know yeah, yeah if you try to push your you push your extreme for three minutes you know as hard as you possibly can you know every other day then slowly you're resting i don't know there, there's more science yeah, to it that it does slowly build up i get that it works but I'm just shocked that that's the direction he went. You know, I really thought he would have found a, a different way to, um, you know, architect his way around these courses. But I guess he's not he's not an engineer. He's a physicist. He's yes. not dealing with he's not dealing with angles and calculations. Well, he is dealing with calculations, but he just wants raw power and speed. So um, and we just want birdies and we don't want yes, to spend a lot of money. We don't want to spend a lot of money for him. So is there anybody that whose salary starts with double digits that you would be willing to plant a flag in their backyard and say, that's my team this week. Let's go. So before we do that quickly, just cause you brought it up. So I want to quickly on fantasy. National, I went in and just quickly searched um, strokes gain par three for the field. Just that stat alone to see where people ranked out. And you know, it's, it makes me happy that maybe my model might be working here because <laughs> Four of the the guys in the top twenty are guys that I have favored as picks for this tournament that I'm playing a lot of in the tiers format and that I will be playing a lot of in the regular format. It's guys like Zalatoris, Sebastian Munoz, Matsuyama, and Keith Mitchell. So we'll talk about them more individually as we go throughout the show. But just a little tease that these are four guys that not only in the in the uh, the stats that I pulled aside, but once you throw in the the strokes gain par threes, they're also in the top twenty for that. So it just makes me feel better. These are guys that I'm playing all over the place this week. So are you, are you telling are you telling me my analysis makes you feel better about your week? We're 
we're starting or a nice or or or, 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 <laughs> or are you saying that I just exhibit the old adage even the blind squirrel finds the acorn no no one. not at all no you you are justifying my means. this is me baby finger <laughs> on the pulse finger on the pulse all right top tier no, so low so top tier there's a reason why some of these guys are priced up here look I don't and when you think of the phrase horse for the course does it get any more in line for Rory than at Bay Hill I mean this guy he's Look, he hasn't won it as many times as Tiger, but this is like a. It seems like a second home for him. The way he plays here, he hasn't finished outside the top ten in this tournament in the past five years. Like he just demolishes this course. Well, first of all, I love seeing him in his Arnie throwback outfit every year. He always shout out Nike and your design team because you 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 really make it pop with that blue and that yellow. Um, No, but you're right. He he comes here. He never does poorly. I think there's a mystical connection between great players and great tournaments. And you've got Arnold Palmer and then you've got a course like this, that it fits him. Well, his, his, his strongest, his strongest club has always been his driver. Um, and, and, and like you said, if you can strategically place it off the tee with a little oomph behind it on this mm-hmm. course, and you take some of those 200 to 215 yard approach shots and you make them 175, I mean, we're talking of a difference sometimes between maybe a, a nine, eight iron and like a, you know, four or five iron. And for these guys, you know, the closer, the better. So yeah. he is a horse. He's got it. He's got a belt buckle fashioned out of a horseshoe that he found in the third hole. I heard that somewhere. Don't fact check. check I did me. not know that, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, but let me ask you what, what, what is that? What does it do when everybody knows that, uh, that he is the horse for this course? Uh, so it's going to be where a lot of people start their lineups. He's going to probably be the highest zone guy this week, um, especially considering he's not even the highest price guy. The fact that Rom is $300 more than him in yeah, regular. Cal- like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make a hundred percent. I mean, sure. Rom has been having a good year, but if I'm not mistaken, is, is this Rom? This is Rom's first appearance at this tournament, isn't it? Yeah. So it, yeah, it does. It does feel a little strange that he's priced above Rory. So I, I do think a lot of people are going to start with Rory, which, like I said, I don't think you're going to go wrong with that. Um, is he going to earn you enough points, like you said, to swallow that chalk because everybody else is swallowing it? So you know you have to have that chunk because is, nobody else in that tier. Like, so there's this a distinct a, possibility this, he's going to win. So this is a case where you, I think you do eat the chalk because. One, he's as far as correlating courses, he's number one in DK points in the field. He's number three in DK points in the field just on the season so far. So he's gonna score you the points. And if everybody's on him, then yeah, it's it's a case where, like I said, like you said, I'm not 100% convinced that Rom at that higher price range is gonna provide too much of a difference to where it's gonna you're gonna be able to make up that ownership difference. I'd rather just eat that chalk with Rory this week because he has a very legitimate chance of winning. And I think if everybody else is going to do it and look, if he goes out there and and clunks it, like at least you're going to be with everybody else in this case, I don't usually subscribe to that, but when somebody is this far ahead of the field, it's, it's hard not to have to play him. That's fair. I can, I can see that. So real, real, real quick detour. So um, I don't, actually, I'm gonna put you on the spot. So who, you know, are you taking Rory this week? I will be playing Rory this week. Both you will be playing and, Rory both in tiers and uh, regular contests. I I don't want him in tier one. So I'm splitting we, my exposure between him and um uh, him and uh, Rom in tier one, just because between him, Rom, and Hovland, 
I don't think Hovland's gonna. His, his he's never finished better than forty at this tournament, and that doesn't matter. The kid's he's hot. Played, he hasn't played a ton yet, though. And 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 courses similar to this. And let me just tell you, my actually, yes, that's courses. actually that was that was exactly what I was about to ask you. Thank you. Let me tell. Where was my? Sorry, I gotta. We gotta go. we gotta fire that producer. They didn't remind me. I gotta pull up the. Uh, oh, I had it. Damn it! Where my correlating courses go? Talk for a little bit here. We're going to fill some space as I quickly talk redo this. Uh... <laughs> um, so, no, uh, I'll actually talk about my tier one here. So, yeah, like, yeah, go for that. like we alluded to, this is my first um, official foray into public DFS life. Welcome. I can't wait to see you on Twitter. Uh, and I've just been kind of – Victor had a couple of wins recently overseas. Yeah. Always goes under the radar because, well, let's be honest, you don't pay attention more to other backyards than your own. Uh, not, not usually, but, uh, he, he, I just, I just feel like this is the kind of, the kind of tournament, the kind of course where his little smile is going to fit. Well, I think there's some, some magical juju going on. I don't think, I don't think I'm not going to say Rom's not going to do well this week, but I do think there is something to be said about it being his debut and out somebody will tell me out there, wow, when you're that good, uh, talk to me later. There's only a few pros out there who could steal through all that everybody gets jitters people miss the cut all the time when they shouldn't be yeah it's a fickle sport and we're talking one out of 144 so this really is kind of a gut thing and the thing between rory and victor um i just think it's one of those that the kid like victor is ready for a bigger a bigger win over here and it's he's gonna win a major soon i just don't know what it's gonna be i mean he already he won the u.s amateur before he even came out here so it's not yeah. like the guy doesn't know what he's doing he's won a handful of times uh so I, i'm planting my my flag which i can't remember what country he's from uh but whatever it is that's what that's where i'm going this week with victor hovland in that tier one I, I, don't, so I don't mind it for the classic style it's just when it comes to tiers do you think he can score more points than rory because if he doesn't, then you're already starting behind the eight ball, like starting behind the field there. Because ownership doesn't matter as much unless they're going to score the same amount of points. Yes, because he can make eagles almost like Rory. He's a, he, he's okay. a, he, similar to Rory in the set that sense that when you look at Rory McIlroy, you wouldn't immediately. Now that we've been watching him for 15 years, we do see it. But he's a, he he came out a skinny little guy. Like nobody nobody thought all of a sudden, boom, he's bombing it like you know past everybody victor victor hovland's got that similar kind of all his body and every little ounce of energy but he smokes it out there uh and he can put his eyes out and that's what it's about around bay hill is being able to hit it long accurate and roll it and so uh for no other reason than to have uh somebody on the other side this week because other course history he's won it rory is the obvious chalky chalk choice but um There's a reason my fantasy football team name is the Dark Horse. So we're we are gonna stick with Victor Hovland. Uh don't mind it then. Like so the what, what 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 are those <laughs> yes, sir? Go big or go home, baby. Uh what are your comparable courses or your correlated courses? Yeah, we got those up now. So it's uh Quail Hollow is one, and then uh Golf Club of Houston was the other one. Oh, Quail Hollow. See, Quail Hollow, and I always associate that that tournament with Rory for reasons passing understanding. Um, <laughs> the, I just feel like, anyways, Rory made a good point, and that's where I based all of my analysis about the Saudi League, which was you're not giving us anything we don't already have over here. When he was like sure. – which 
it takes some cojones to be that rich and then be like, yeah, I'm that rich. Like, what, yeah. what do you, what do you want? <laughs> and, but, it, but there's, but there's, but there's a, there's a kind of a realism to it where even a guy like me is going, yeah, I, I but feel not, I can, we're not offering a different style of course play or conditions or anything either. We got Arizona, we got the desert courses out here too. We don't need the Saudi yeah. desert for, I don't for see Pinehurst jump. I don't see Pinehurst <laughs> jumping ship anytime soon and saying, sorry, well, we don't want the next 50 years of us opens to be centered around us. So, exactly, yeah. all right. So the top tier guys, obviously in a field with this, this much talent and that much firepower up top, you can't, you can't say, you can't say no to the top tier. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take. It's a hard week to full fade the top tier. It's a hard week. It it is, and I think Hideki's going to do well just because his follow through makes me think that he hits the ball very, very high. All right, let's move on down to the nine thousands. What do you see? What do you like? The nine thousand range is juicy. Now, what's what's interesting is that when we're talking classic, Jeez. there's not kind of the same thing as last week with the eight thousand range. There's not a lot. What's there? There's six of them in the nine thousand range. So, yeah, ownership's probably going to be high on these guys just because it's this, people are going to go here either at the start or they're going to you know try to do a, a, a stars and scrubs and get in a ten and a nine guy and then a couple six. But either way, the ownership should be high on all these guys. But I pretty much like them all to do all right this week, which is sounds like such a, a sitting on the fence play. But if I had to pick between um, like two or three, like when it comes to the tiers, I'm picking between Fitzpatrick and Matt, uh, Matsuyama and Zalatoris in tier two. Those, so those, both all three of those guys are in the second tier on DraftKings, and I have multiple lineups where I'm rotating those guys in and out um, to create some combinations. And I agree. I think Hideki does well. Hideki, like see, I said it a couple weeks ago, Hideki is quietly having his best, most consistent season ever, and nobody's talking about it. Like, this is a guy who, like ten years ago, everyone was like, "He, like he's gonna be great." Um, and this is the first time he's kind of really showing it all put together, and it's fun to watch because he's a guy I've always rooted for. Yeah, ho hum, gonna win the Masters, and then my caddy's gonna bow and make the most iconic gesture, I think, and top. We're going to look back, and that's going to be one of the most iconic images in sports. It it was just really cool uh, in the moment. But that's why I I kind of was teasing him around there at the bottom of that that 10, you know, that that double digit range makes him an attractive pick over there in tier two. Yep. I think Zalatoris has got, he bounced back nicely after after that heartbreaking loss. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it was at the Farmers, you know, where he finished runner up. Yeah, Yeah, finished runner up where the putt just. Just yep, barely, just, barely, just missed, barely missed, missed but like you pointed out he came back to the genesis made the cut at least played the weekend made made a little bit of money i just think you got to see something out of his putter before uh before, in bay hill's a place where if you start blinking through history you see sh- just shots of 30 40 footers dive bombing in yeah half of them from tiger uh <laughs> but, but 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 you know a couple from rory in there to, to your boy earlier and so i think you really have to be rolling it uh or have the ability to go on that uh, so in those tier in that tier two range, and Scotty Scheffler can do that. I mean, Scotty, I mean, yes. he threw down a, a, like a sixty-two or whatever it was to kind of get into contention recently. And so, but I think Hideki Matsuyama is going to be my tier two pick, just for the yep. reasons, um, actually, for my scientific reason of his follow through. I, I enjoy his follow through, and I think that means that he's going to hit it higher. Uh, but when we get down into tier three, 
that's where, and I, I kind of like this. I like how this uh, 8,000, 9,000, how the, the, the classic and the tiers kind of overlap here because yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really even put that two and two together there. I had Matsuyama already highlighted as my tier two pick and I, I hadn't even really looked at the classic until you and I started talking. Mm-hmm. So why don't you walk me through where you are? Yeah. So tier three is, I don't know. I don't love tier three. <laughs> it's okay. not my favorite tier out of all these picks. Um, I'm pretty much mostly playing Hatton across most of my tier lineups. Um, I'm I'm tempted to play me some Leishman. He just seems to always burn me. Um, but he's playing well. He's got a decent history here, other than missing the cut last year. I mean, he's won this before. He's finished top ten three out of you know four five times playing here. He's tempting. No, in classic, I'm not going to play him just because at 9100. Like I said, I really like the the 9k range to where I like enough guys better than him in 9,000 range to, to bite that 9,100 $9, bullet with him. But in tier tier three, if I'm, if I'm looking for something different, like I don't, I don't love Horschel this week. I don't love Burns. Like I feel like Burns is going to be, he's just not in good form right now. He, he hasn't made a, he's missed three cuts in his last three tournaments. Um, and I think he's someone that for some reason people are still on him. Like they're still like excited about hearing Sam Burns' name. And you, I, I you, look think, like you, you look like you have a little tidbit on Sam Burns here. You're you looking excited. No, no. Uh, the, over at, over at stick and hack, we were on a, we were on a little, we were on a little Sam Burns bender, uh, towards the middle <laughs> end of last year and had a little yeah. grassroots campaign going to try to get Burnsy on the, uh, the Ryder cup team. And I was about to make I was about to make a real bad pun about maybe he's burning out. Um oh, and, and uh, I know. Yeah, um, you made it. You did I, it. <laughs> I did it though. You 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 can't unsee it. I agree with you there. I agree with you that tier three is not exactly the sexiest thing there. Really, you've got Hatton and Leishman for the re- some of the reasons you said. Um watch Max Home is gonna walk off and win this thing just I, because I say, he's, he's the only other one you might want to consider, but but he's because he's the leader in the clubhouse for the pip this year. Uh, but I'm going Leishman in tier three, the, the, the wind yeah. factor. I, I, I mean, not that Terrell Hatton can't play in the wind, but um, I always associate Leishman with good wind play. And, good play Hatton, yes. and, and, and I have these images of Hatton losing his brain recently. And I think he's got a, he's got a, he's got a tight, no, I'm serious. Remember I think it was a couple of tournaments ago. I mean, he, he he's so always he hasn't, play, he, he hasn't played in the last six tournaments. That's my point. It's like, so, where has he been? Is, because in the last time I saw him, he was flying off the handle. So yep. I, I kind of like Zalatoris. I got to see something out of his putter. I got to see something out of Tyrrell Hatton other than a tantrum uh, before I, <laughs> I fly his flag. And, and so I'm, and I'm fine. Although, like a, yeah. I, I got a buddy in my, and my other league. Nobody cares about your <laughs> other league, man. No, but a friend of mine who, who always goes with Leishman anytime that they're in Hawaii or Texas or anywhere that the wind's yeah. going to blow. He's like, that's my guy. He is so, a good one, um, You're not wrong there. Definitely. So that, 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 that's that, that's there, but then it's funny because coming back over and then seeing would I play him in, you know, out of that nine K range, you know, no, no, I mean, not if you, not if, but, but you also don't pick necessarily like that in classic, right? You don't necessarily exactly. just go it's two different ways of thinking. Right. Okay. So this is fun. And it's fun for you at home. I hope you're having fun because that's really what we're about. Um, forget Look, if, if, you're, if you're watching the show, you most likely enjoy golf TFS. So, I mean, I hope you if find you're, fun. <laughs> I was about to say, if you're watching this show, yeah, you, golf DFS is the least of your worries. Um, 
I'm joking. Shout out Tiki Live. I've had Tiki Live running on my TV more than because uh, my wife stumbled upon it and she was like, what is yep. this app here? Because again, honey, what is this? And she clicked on it and she goes, I don't know. I ended up watching something about and I tuned her out. I was trying to think of my DFS lineups for the week, but shout out Tiki Live. <laughs> let's keep cruising on through this. And yeah. I guess I guess let's let the tier kind of dictate where we go, because now we're on that kind of tier ride. And then yeah. I would love to know then as we're going through the tiers, you got any of these guys in classics? Um, and then so, also, are there any dark horses over there in the 6K range or something? So there's something really interesting about tier four. Because oh, tier boy. four, if you compare it to to the classic, we somehow have a nine thousand dollar price Adam Scott in tier four, which I think is going to get people a little excited and say, "Wow, what a value!" You know, not for me, not for this guy. Give me Keith Mitchell, both woof, classic, woof. both classic and tier. I he's just playing too good right now. And damn if this, good, damn if, good if dog. If you're gonna put him in a tier with Let's see. Let me quickly pull all the the tier fours together here. You got them in there with guys like Adam Scott, Paul Casey, Russell Henley, Gooch, who's just been a popular name, and then Gooch. But like he's in Tommy Fleetwood. Like he's in this tier where I think now I said ownership's not as important, but I think in this case because I think Mitchell can actually outscore all these guys. I think you're gonna get them. This is where you are going to get a little bit of an ownership edge because I think there's so many guys in this tier with him that people are going to flock to instead. And I like I like Keith Mitchell the best period in this, just straight up in this tier. So I want to play Mitchell both in classic and tiers, no doubt about it. Well, I love I love knowing that um, I was right, and thank you for confirming that. I had Keith Mitchell <laughs> flagged as well. Yeah. Um, like you said, he's one year before. Uh, he's you know. He's a Georgia guy, which always piques my my heart. But you also got mm-hmm. Russell Henley flit around there in tier four. But then again, Russell Henley's not playing like Keith Mitchell right now. No, and it, it, Paul Casey's an interesting one to me. I feel like he's a name. And again, some I told you, I feel like I feel like I I, I do I don't believe in jinx or curses. Or he shows up in coastal courses though. He seems to to like playing by the water. Well, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's British, British guy, so that's his. But yeah. I always, I, I just, I have this like vision of him smiling and like in that red freaking sweater. Like this is a brand. <laughs> I just feel like this is a brand tournament that he's going to win because he's never yep. going to win a major. So like yep. he's, you know, this is going to be his major. You're right with Adam Scott. That 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 kind of I did the double take back and forth once I finally downloaded the salaries for the classic, and I was like, huh. Um, I wrote him off real quick just because, again, I think there's some strokes gained off course or strokes mm-hmm. gained home life. Shout out to our junkies. I think there's some <laughs> stuff going on in his brain that uh, that that you can't you can't get past. I need to see him perform. He's on Once this again, thing with the DK doesn't do anything by accident. They could have easily put him in tier three where with the rest of the nine K guys, but they put him down a tier. They know something we don't. Yeah, they want and they wanted to tempt you. He was a perfect tempt where they're going to get people on this one, I think. Well, have you seen he's apparently – I got to look it up real quick. Um, He's on a streak with this sweater. Have you heard about this? I haven't heard about this, no. Enlighten me. And while I just – I'm curious. I'm going to quickly look up the classic ownerships to see where he's at to see if I have a a hinkling of a – Inkling. I think I just made that word up. <laughs> if I had, if I'm on to uh, inkling, right inkling, inkling. You, you, thank you. Add, you, you <laughs> added, you added the H. The H yeah, is Adam, silent. Adam Scott in classic right now is projected at 14.2 percent ownership. 
that tells me that most likely he's going to be one of the higher owned guys on that tier. Because if we're looking at, let me see here. I'm going to have some fun with this now. So let's, let's compare him to a Gooch. Let's compare him to Taylor Gooch, 7%. Okay. It, it, Taylor Gooch is going to break through on the stage. Like you said, he's a name that's been floating around. I think where Sam Burns left off in 21, Taylor Gooch is picking up in 22. Yep. Uh, and, and the media coverage and the hype around it has is, is kind of supported that a little bit. Adam Scott just well, he went, apparently he wore the same Uniqlo sweater for six, seven, eight like competitive rounds in a row or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was superstitious or his luggage got lost, but uh, we'll we'll get the I team on that and get 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 back to you next week. So I might so quickly looking at the ownerships if we're going to take classic ownerships and use it as a you know a, a metric for where these tier ownerships might fall, just in comparison to the other guys. And in the why tier. wouldn't we? Mitchell is actually the highest stone projected in classic at 17%. <laughs> Scott's number three at 14 and Casey was number two at 16. I'm telling you, it, it, this is going to be my thing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get into tears. I'm going to, I'm going to feel comfortable. I might. And um, I don't want to say it's too early, but the players might have to be after a couple of weeks of tears. I might have to, I might have to do both. I don't know. Yep. I don't know if I'll be ready at that point, but we are talking about my homeland when we get back up to Ponte Vedra. Well, um, like I said, ownership aside, though, I still stand by that. As far as tiers go in Tier 4, I think Keith Mitchell scores the most points out of the rest of the guys in Tier 4. So yeah. I'm going I'm to stand by that. And ownership aside, like I said, in tiers, ownership doesn't matter as much. I'm still taking Mitchell there in tiers. Well, right. It sounds to me like the more we get into this in tiers, you want to basically nail the top ownership. Not, not it, the, it's not perfect science. Yeah, but saying because if if everybody goes after it and everybody, you want to just it's it's going to be very hard to get a unique lineup. You are most likely exactly. splitting a pot Thank no you. matter what position Thank you're in. Thank so you. just get the most points you can. Thank you. Which isn't different than any, anyways. All right, tier five. <laughs> um, yeah, tier five. And I, the the first name that jumps out to you down here to me is Jason Day. Cause I feel like he's, he's, he's trending back towards, uh, I mean, he's been, he's been in competition, you know, recently, mm-hmm. uh, but Maverick McNeely, the, the, the gentleman that's sitting right below him, you know, he had a little brush with greatness out at pebble. So there's some folks here. I don't know why Sergio made this cut. Maybe it's just <laughs> because it was brand awareness or something. Uh, yeah. and same thing with like Justin Rose. I forgot he was yeah. still playing. Um, but yeah. Seamus Power, Jason Day, Mav McNeely, those were my kind of three that are that are attracting an eyeball in that tier. Yeah, I was I was kept going back and forth between Day and McNeely, so we're on the same page there for sure. I, I have McNeely edging out Day um, when it comes to how often I use him in this tier. Um, but I don't mind the Jason Day show. Like he, it it would be very nice to see him come back into form as a as a world top player because I think. He's another guy that brings a, a certain attitude to the game that is um, like just the right amount of edginess when he plays to where it's entertaining and not like over the top. And and I'm, I like to see a guy like that make a little comeback after. I mean, he had so many injuries years, and then he, it just the mental game then creeps in because when you're not playing well and it's kind of out of your uh, control, it's he, he's had a rough go of it over the last couple of years. So I'd like to see him come back. So that's uh, I don't mind that here, though. Like you said, he's playing pretty well. He finished third at the Farmers, which was a shock. Nobody expected I, that. 
I think, and that's why I just in that, again, taking tears in the sense of each one is its own little battle kind of thing, like we pointed out. Yeah. Um, the, I narrowed it down really. Seamus Power, I, I, I can't write him off just because he, he, you know, he had that 36 hole lead a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. set that record, and then. Yeah. Um, so you, you, so you don't, you don't know if that was like a derailing or if he just hit a speed bump and it was like, okay, I, I got that. But really I, Jason Day is going to break through. He's been there before. He's been at the top of the game. I believe he's been world number one. We know he's a major winner. Yeah. Um, he's played some internationals and he also won at like 19 years old or something like that. So when you say he has that right amount of edge swagger is, you know, it's because it's legit. He's yeah. done it. You know, there, you know, he's it, it will Zalatoris, um, you know, the minute that he wins, he can kind of maybe relax those bony little yeah. shoulders just a little <laughs> bit and kind of get that swag going, too, because I think that's what it takes. You can't fake it in golf. There's no, no. you know, it's not it, you can't schmooze anything around it. The ball either goes in or it doesn't go in. And when you're Jason Day, it's like, yeah, it's I, I know how to do this. Also, I'm, I'm on a little crush of Jason Day recently. I saw one of those, cr- like one of those PGA Tour cribs things about his place at Muirfield Village. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's amazing. He has a, like a green that like changes. He's got three different types in his backyard. He's got grass from Augusta National back there and stuff. That's, it's crazy. That's pretty cool. Anyways, I I say I say all day uh, tier five, um, coming home with me. Yeah, but. But would you like uh, seventy nine hundred for a day? Look, it's that's a uh, that's a spot where you could end up falling here, salary wise. When you're building the, your classic lines, you you could end up with your last two spots falling around that range, and it's not what? a bad play in that case. Huh? Well, because uh, I mean, you always want to find value in the seven, and, and if you can find value in the six k range, you know, mm-hmm. buy low, sell high, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's what the, that was the uh huh you know the the wrinkle in my theory of using tiers as a kind of automatic cheat sheet because mm-hmm. now you are looking at tier five and all I've got is a bunch of chalky names that when you put them up against their counterparts in classic that's yeah. when you have to do a little homework and do a little digging to say who is the Monday qualifier down here who yep. maybe is you know this is his home course and that's why he qualified or something like that. So, okay. okay. And, and, and there's a little bit of juice down in that 6k range where we get there to where there Shut might the be some val- there might be some value for you to where, like I said, it, it might be very easy to end up in that range with your, one of your last two spots. So to afford Jason day at what so, could be, like you said, because of his, his pedigree, if he, if he is feeling it, it could be a huge discount for you. God, I hope, like you said, I, um, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Patriot. I'm a huge USA golf guy, uh, mm-hmm. but I am a golf guy at heart. Yes. And Jason, Jason day is great for the game of golf. I great agree. ambassador, great winner. Um, so I hope he does well this week. Uh, shout out J day. So that's <laughs> tier five. Let's look yeah. at tier six. Let's look at tier six real quick. And then let's bounce over to classics and uh, yeah. dig at, dig down in the weeds. And let's hear where you're, let's hear what you're feeling. Um, I like that. That's where you live. You're, you're right down there, and in, in, in the you gotta, in the look, trenches. You gotta find something down there. That's where ownership. That's where you're gonna find something good down there. And that's where we look. That's where we have been hitting so far this season. Is we we've actually been hitting on those low seven k, those upper six k guys. Cameron you know, Young. Cameron Young. You know, we, we've been finding some gems for you. So that's we're gonna keep doing that. When it comes to tier six, though, um, for me, it's it's. I, love, I like Sebastian Munoz the most down here. 
he he's playing well, you know, well enough to where you know he's not blowing the doors off, but he's finished. You know, he's got a nice little run of uh, he had two um, what's twenty first and twenty third finishes at uh, let me see what was it? the Genesis and the Phoenix. Um, and compared to everybody else on here, like I'm not getting back on Gary Woodland. Yeah, he fin- he had a good week no. last week, but I'm not getting back on Gary Woodland. Um, I just can't do it. He's playing too inconsistent. Um, same thing with Matthew Wolf. Like he's another guy that you you kind of want to to do good because he every now and then he his name flashes and he makes a splash. But I can't go back to Patrick Reed either after missing two straight cuts. Um, there's like there's just not much down here for me other than Munoz. Uh, if you want to talk about a guy like like Thigala who's playing well right now, he just doesn't have history here. Like. Now that you're down here in the 7K range, that could be a spot where you take a risk with someone like that who, yeah, he doesn't have a really a, a tournament history at this course or in this tournament, but um, he's playing well. He's in good form. He's got that, t- he's got that third place finish at the Phoenix. I, I, like if I'm going to, if I'm going to pivot off of someone like Munoz, the might be the place I go for that pivot. That's actually where I am pivoting uh, sure. for some of the, for some of the reasons you pointed out. Uh, the the always play Patrick Reed uh, <laughs> mantra, it, you know what? It might apply over in classic. We don't know he, if he's if he's down if he's down there low enough and alone just, enough. Just saying. Uh, ever since maybe our show is a curse for him because ever since his name was mentioned here on no, the show, he, he hasn't made a cut. <laughs> so I would I would say he was cursed the day he wore that choker at the, whatever tournament <laughs> that was. But I believe he won the Masters after that. But, so no, you're you are not cursed. No, so no no P Reed for me. Matty Wolf. I hope he gets. I hope he's back to form soon because I enjoy the yeah. swing. I enjoy his personality. I think he's a great kid. Um, yep. uh, Lee is actually somebody who I, I had it down here. I just flagged just out of sheer recency bias because yeah. making some, he's making cuts actually, right now. Yeah. He's made so three, three cuts in a row, the last, and he's played, this will be his fourth week playing in a row. So that, that's why, but, um, Munoz, the only reason I'm taking Tigala is because I want the story. It's almost like I want it to be true. And there's not sure. enough of a diff, there's not enough of a differentiator there, uh, you know, with, with Munoz and Ricky Fowler and Gary Woodland, I kind of put in the Matty Wolf, um, you know, get well soon. Love to see you back as soon as you are. But with the bring up, I was going to bring up Fowler to you because it's, this is a course where it was, before last year when he really kind of took his nosedive, this was the course that you kind of automatically locked him in every year. Cause it was just one that, yeah, he might not have won it, but he was always like right there. It's just a course he seemed comfortable on. And then obviously his career kind of took a little different direction, but he's got two made cuts in a row. This will be his fourth week in a row playing. Do you think he's playing? I mean, I already know you're not cause you already said you're not going to play him, but, but is there, is there a small part of you that says, like, is he starting to find it again? And if he is starting to find it, could this be that get right course for him? Because he has shown that he likes this course in the past. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely could be. You're right there. Um, I'm doing a recency bias thing of seeing the gala finish third at the, at the, at the waste management and that story. And then and kind of, again, I think I'm hoping for it to be true. You are right in the sense that Ricky has the, the the previous winning experience, at least to pull on, to draw on. He's trending in the right direction. Bay Hill is, he rolls it. I mean, when he's rolling it, there's, there, there's people out there where nobody, nobody, nobody does it better. Um, 
Patrick Cantlay right now. Nobody's freaking rolling it better than that guy. Yeah. But Ricky Fowler is known for the short stick. And if you can make long putts, Bay Hill, Bay Hill's your Huckleberry. Um, so I'm not making a making a song for Thigala as in like <laughs> I'll I'll fight you to the death. It's much more uh Munoz is on the short list, but the two sides of the coin for me would be Thigala and Fowler. And uh, and I want listen. I actually like that tier in just the sense of this is the tier send the Sears thing is just a fun viewing list too. Like you talk about players that you want to watch and their storylines there. But so are you going with Ricky in tier six? Is that you, you? You sent me a text earlier and you were saying like really you don't have too much differentiation going on in your tiers, but is that, is that where some of it's happening? No. So I'm, I'm not going as far as the tiers go, I'm mainly going Munoz and I might sprinkle in a little bit of Thigala. Okay. Um, so no, it's, it was more so that question just kind of popped in my head as we were sitting here talking and it's, you know, it just, I was just curious of your take on it. Cause it, it is just one of those, you know, like you say, out, you know, what do you say? Strokes gain outside of the, the course or what off the course. Strokes gain home life. Home life. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just, with Ricky, I think it's going to come down to is the timing right for this to truly be a get right course for him? Because is he too early on in his in his upswing right now to where it's going to matter? Or is he at just the right point to where he's going to feel this and just absolutely get his confidence up? It's a big risk now in Classic at 6,900. That okay. might be a place where I'm willing to take that risk. But in tears, I'm, I'm playing Munoz and maybe a little bit of Thigala. Maybe a little bit of Thigala. Um. I, I I like him at what did you say sixty nine hundred? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'm sitting over here making out with him on the tier section and then saying, <laughs> "Sorry, I'm going home. I'm going home with Thigala." But um, for that price down there, see, that's where that's where you know if I'm chalky and I'm swallowing Rory. Here's the thing about yeah. Ricky Fowler though, too. When you get down in the six K range and people are splicing hairs, he is a brand name. Yep. that people will get drawn to. So he's going to have some ownership down there in 6K because just 3% well, I think, right now. I, I, I'll take the over. I'll take it'll the pro- over. It'll, it'll, go, it'll go up. I mean, he's favored by 11% of people on Fantasy National. So that projected that ownership is probably going to fall somewhere in the middle. It'll probably be around 8%, I'd yeah. say. Um, so who's who's Ricky without being Ricky down in six K? And that's where that's where the boys at Fantasy National and girls, I don't know that I, I, I listen, <laughs> everyone, everyone at Fantasy National uh has done the hard work for us and created exactly. the handy dandy sheets. So what do you got down there in the six K, seven K range? Where are you talking about this value that you alluded to earlier? Let me quickly switch my sheet here to be for salary. So I, I, I also <laughs> think that Ricky, sorry, one, one more quick yeah, aside about, about about Ricky. Like Paul Casey, I could see him literally, you know, because the scientific, the scientific aesthetic side of golf, I can see Ricky Fowler winning Bay Hill. I feel like it's one of those things, you know, he won the players. Uh, I do think I firmly, strongly, like I I would, I'd be willing to, I'd be willing to bet, I would be willing to bet your salary on the fact that (laughs) Ricky Fowler is going to win a major before this is all said and done. Kuchar's going to get shut out. Fowler's going to get a major. What are you seeing in the 6K, 7K range for Bay Hill? If you're betting my salary, you're not going to have a great return. But <laughs> No, so like we always say, down here in the 6K range, we're looking for cut makers. We're looking for – and then if they end up finishing, you know, top 15, top 20, top 10, or, you know, every now and then you get that that glorious second, third place finish, 
then that's just that's just gravy. That's just bonus. So, but what I'm looking for down here is a little bit of recent consistency and course history. So the guys that I found myself going to, no one's got a really flashy name, but I was looking at guys like Pat and Kazire, Danny Willett, um, Danny Lee. We're just gonna go on a Danny kick here, I guess. Uh, but I think who I liked most was actually Sean O'Hare at 6,200. Okay, I, I see you. And I like it. He So he doesn't have a lot going on on the tour right now as far as recent play, but when he's played, he finished 16th out at the at Pebble Beach. So there's some similarities, not a bunch, but there's some similarities between the courses. Um, and he was this, he's 15th in strokes game on par five. So he, he's one of those guys that could just come in, make an eagle or two, get you those extra DK points. And at 6,200, you don't have to, you don't have to pay too much for him. He's gained seven strokes on the field uh, in the tournaments that he's played in so far that, you know, in past six tournaments, I should say, I don't look at 6,200. I don't mind it. I'll take a shot down there. If I'm going to, you know, pay for a bunch of guys up at the top, I'd rather go to him than some other guys. Do you have anyone down here that you that you were falling in love with? I mean, I'm not going to say I'm falling in love with Sean O'Hare. I'm saying if I got to, I'm going to land there. <laughs> no, see, I'm focusing on the focusing on the tier work, um, I, I, I've actually, this is kind of the first time I've dug into these some of these yeah, names. And there's some good stories down here to follow that I'm rooting for that would make me kind of <laughs> say like, hey, you I'll take. So James say Henrik I, Stenson, I'm going to slap. <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I, I don't, I don't need a new suit for next week's corporate but retreat. But you, you did just say James Pyatt, though, didn't James you? Pyatt, James Pyatt, yeah, the Michigan. I, the Michigan I came State close Club. to, came close to mentioning him because he is a fresh, like, like fresh, and we got nothing on him as far as the, the tour goes. You know why? Why? So you're gonna okay, tell thank me you. why? See, so you like that bump <laughs> set and spike? No, um, he's fresh. He won the U.S. Amateur last year. He's fr- he's a Michigan State guy. Um, and he's, and so I just think it's one of those things, storylines you like mm-hmm. to follow and see sometimes the juju lines up where these, these, these fresh faces come out and he yeah. fires, you know, a second round 64 to make the cut, gets you some DK points, plays on the weekend. Um, Hudson Swafford is back in the field after, whoo, as we would have said in the little league tournaments, <laughs> uh, oh, two barbecue. He was po- now that being said, I saw some very, last <laughs> I saw some, I saw some great, great shots of him and his boy uh, on the, on the gram. So I'm glad he was at least getting some of that time. And listen, he's already won. On, he's already won on tour this year. The, 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 the man's on scholarship. He's, he's saying his season's done. Just it's all the rest of us just cruising. So it's one of those things. If I it, it, imagine being in sales and you know, the first day of the second, the first day of the second quarter, you hit your number for the year. It's sure. like, I'm say yeah, I'm, I'm not, third quarter. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to cruise quote unquote. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but down here also, uh, where, where, where's his face was, did I see Sabatini down here? Yeah. Still? Rory Sabatini is 6,200. Just after anytime, <laughs> anytime somebody has a weekend or, a, or, you know, his name is floating around the leaderboard and on, on the tip of the tongues, like he was last week to see him still down here, unless there's some sort of past juju, we don't know about with him in this course or something like He's not a terrible guy. I mean, the, I mean, no. we're talking Olympic silver medalist. He's he's gonna bounce back and forth. He obviously showed that when he's in form, he can make he can make birdies. He can go on runs. I think he actually has a record somewhere about most birdies since consecutive. He's one of those guys. So I would I would lean towards him. But then again, 
what's ownership look like for Rory Sabatini down well, there it's in the fine, 6, though, since range. he did just pop on the on the broadcast at last week it's uh 0.7%. Look, you're not wrong then. If he's going to be that low owned, then that's, you're right. I'd rather play him over than Sean (laughs) O'Hare. Sean O'Hare might actually make the cut though. That's the problem. Yeah. That's That's the the thing about Sabatini. (laughs) We might've seen him make his year. Like we don't know how these guys are doing. Wasn't there a little party that when they interviewed him after, I think it was after the third round he was on, they had him in front of the camera there. He, I think if he had planned on playing that good and being in front of the camera, he wouldn't have worn that bucket hat and that outfit that he was wearing. He had like the Hawaiian shirt and bucket hat on. He looked like he was golfing on vacation. And I think he was almost just as shocked he did what he did that day. So, <laughs> so funny, funny, fun story, shocker. Uh, Hawaiian shirts when I was in high school. Before and... you start, we do got only five minutes left. So just keep that in mind with your storytelling. <laughs> now, back in my day, no. Um, <laughs> I was obsessed with Tin Cup when yes. I was in high school, and I was in the high school golf team. So I went through my junior year and uh, wearing a red Hawaiian button down like shirt, uh, and it drove my golf it drove my golf coach nuts. And he would quote unquote uh, dock me because we got two sleeves of ball <laughs> two sleeves of balls per tournament per match, okay. and he and he would and he would penalize me one sleeve. And the cocky asshole that I used to be used to be, nice. um, I would laugh at him and be like, I only need one. Joke, joking, joking, yeah, yeah. Um, no, actually, I think that uh, that Sabatini, I, I'd take a flyer on him this week. I think, I think that he is the kind of guy that who knows, maybe he tapped back into it, he's got it back yeah. on the rails, and all of a sudden, we're going to be talking about his name. Like, if he has two or three good solid weeks, maybe a couple of top tens, is he a name around Augusta that people go, he's got the game, he's trending, he's peaking. This will be the week to see whether it sounds or not like he's... a tra- sounds like a trap, <laughs> huge trap. I'm, uh, I'm basically a but, catfish. But, but, for, this, but for this week though, he does have you know he's made the cut in his last three tournaments that he's played. So that's like you're I'm saying, saying. If it, for sixty two hundred dollars, if you're going to get a guy who look, he's got a better chance of making the cut than a lot of guys down here. Yeah, so. Trey, Trey, Trey Mullinax is not making the cut uh. again. Um, I I love some of these names. Of Padraig Harrington. How did he get into this? It's an invitational. Yeah, some, that's why in, it's an invitation. Yeah, exactly. But there are some interesting names on here for sure. But but bottom line is, you said his name. You heard it here first. James James. Uh, sorry, James. James Pyatt. <laughs> James Pyatt. If he makes the cut, you're coming back next week because I bet you nobody else has said his name on any broadcast you've listened, read, or whatever. However you choose to take in your golf news. You heard it here first by Bud Copeland over here. <laughs> I, I I think you're gonna find um, he'll be a name that you'll hear on Thursday because of the story making his debut and yeah all that kind of stuff. The former <laughs> amateur. Outside of that, I don't know. He could he could shoot 85, 82, and we'll see. I don't think so though. The kid's you know game is sharp. You know what's great is when I typed him into Fantasy National for ownership, it just says no records found. <laughs> That's how you so know there is, that we you might be the only person playing James Pyatt this week. I might be. I might I might be. I might well, actually no, you won't I, be. I'll be I'll be there with you. I'm gonna throw him in a couple lines just because I'm gonna not? throw him I'm gonna throw him and, and Rory in a couple lines and see if that can't then get like both Rombo and Victor or Rory and Victor up top. That'd really nice. just go top bottom heavy, but no, it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun weekend of golf. Um I'm actually writing the recap 
uh, article for Stick and Hack. So stickandhack.com, find me there. Find me back here though next week as well, hopefully. Um, yes, you will be. Yes, this is be. this is this is one of my this is one of my favorite weeks. I'm already tuned into it. I will be drinking Arnold Palmer's both figuratively, <laughs> literally, metaphorically, um, and I will. It's it's going to be all the all the lees, <laughs> all all the lees, including Danny Lee. Oh, Danny boy. I can't believe you had that many Dannys in one lineup. You have to play <laughs> a you Dan- have to an max, all Danny lineup. <laughs> you gotta max out. I don't care if Danny DeVito is in that lineup. You have to you have to max out a Danny lineup. Look, if Danny DeVito was ever in a tournament, you know I'm playing him. I love Danny DeVito. <laughs> just because. Just because. I like Danny you, DeVito a lot. What's, what, now, what size what size clubs do you think he think he uses? <laughs> uh three degrees flat. Actually, I just got I actually just got fitted and I'm one degree flat, which shocked me. I'm not, a, I'm not a short guy, but I, I did. I put the order in. I think I told you about it. I yeah. finally pulled the trigger and got some of the, the TaylorMade P790s. Oh, nice. And, um, I'm a big TaylorMade sitting. guy. I'm, this is my first foray into it. I've been playing the same forged sets of hunks of steel for 20 some odd years. They were MaxFly yep. Revolution. So I'm looking forward to getting these in the mail as soon as they're off the shipping container that is somewhere. Somewhere. Um what else you got for us? Leave leave us on a high That's, note, Andrew. You you put everybody on the spot. What are your words <laughs> of wisdom to send us off into the universe uh, this week? It's it, it, it is Hump Day, so it is hump, it it's is all down. Day, yes. it, it's all downhill from here. No, it's all uphill from there. It's just a little break in the middle. That's true. That's the way I prefer to look at it. We're always spinning the positive, keeping it going forward. So that's look. That's what I'm going to leave you with this week. Keep it going forward. Keep on your path and screw everyone else around you. Just just find joy in yourself and be happy and be content with that. That's all you need. Damn the man, save the empire. I look forward to seeing you here next week, and I look forward to seeing everybody on Twitter this weekend. Uh, James Pyatt, Rory Sabatini, (laughs) Mark Leishman. Hey, is that your core right there? That's what you're going to roll with? (laughs) No, we got Hovland, Hideki, Leishman, Mitchell, (laughs) Thigala, and... Jason Day. Okay, there we go. You heard it. You heard Bud's picks here first. I'll put it out there on the Twitter sphere. Accountability is how we roll. Yes, and if you didn't watch this live on Tiki Live, where you can always find us at tikilive.com, supported on the Belly Up, the TV Belly Up Sports channel, uh, you can hear us on your wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, any whatever your platform is. You can find us there at uh, Divots and Pivots. Uh, find us on Twitter at Divots and Pivots uh, and you can find me on Twitter, my personal account at Real Mr. Mallard. Check us out. We're here for you every week. We love spending time with you. Have a good week. Good luck at Bay Hill. See you next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.